Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. And welcome, everybody. Great to have you with us here on Political Coffee. Yes, this is the show where I, as your benevolent dictator, say that with tongue-in-cheek, your talk show host, uh, choose the topics that we're going to discuss in a particular day. And always with the hope that as we talk about these things, that you gain insight that helps you change your world by having persuasive conversations with persuadable people. And sometimes I rely on news events of the day. Sometimes I rely on emails that I get. Like this one from a state employee who shall never be named. By the way, those of you that do work for the state of Oregon, thank you. Uh, Those of you who are suffering for the Lord by serving under Kate Brown and her insane, dictatorial, tyrannical viewpoints, let's hope that changes soon. At any rate, uh, thank you to all of you who listen to this show. And when you send me emails and texts, Uh, You know, I, or you call, in fact, you don't even have to work for the state of Oregon. You can be working for Marion County. You can be working for the federal government. I will keep your identity uh, anonymous, shall we say. And if, you know, if, when you call, if you want to talk and you don't want to give me your name, just say that and that's okay. We understand, because I don't want to do anything to compromise your work, because frankly, I'm glad you're there telling us what's going on. At any rate, uh, the headline of this particular email, well, it asks an interesting question, and I want to ask it of you. The headline of this email says, are Republicans ready for the October Surprise. Now, (laughs) this person says, I've been waiting until October to send this email. Are Republicans on a national level and on a state level here in Oregon ready for the coming October surprise? An interesting detail, all, and I mean all, October surprises throughout election history seem curiously, I might add, to be made by the Democrats or their surrogates to undermine Republican candidates by announcing some alleged scandal or past indiscretion to discredit and shame Republican candidates. So let me ask you the question. What do you think the October surprise will be? I think it has to be, if there is one, and it's very likely that there is, Yeah, I think it has to be on the national level. I think the numbers are so bad, they have to do something at the national level. This person writes, 
my thoughts. On a national level, there may be more than one October surprise. For sure, one October surprise will be the unselect committee led by nasty Pelosi will ask the Justice Department to indict former President Donald J. Trump on one or more of their trumped-up charges. This will be done to try to drive down enthusiasm for conservative candidates who align with Trump. I think also that in the close Senate and gubernatorial races, there will be made against key candidates like Dr. Oz, Kerry Lake in Arizona, etc., with charges of abuse, racism, suddenly made known by a witness of such actions years ago. Related to our elections here in Oregon, I think the Oregon October surprise will be against Betsy Johnson and claim she's a racist or a homophobe or something similar with evidence from one or more witnesses from her past. To try to persuade white urban Democrat voters that Johnson is a closet racist and to drive on the fence voters they vote for Tina. So let me ask you that question. Is that the only way that the liberals can win is an October surprise. What do you think? 503-589-1220. That is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. There was an op-ed piece, and Kathy, hang on, I'll get to you in a moment. It was an op-ed piece made by the director of Oregon elections in the Oregonian, the fish rep. This was done on the 2nd, yesterday. The headline is, Don't Believe the Big Lie. Our election system is secure and ready to count your votes. This is by Deborah Scroggin. She's the director of Oregon Elections Division at the Oregon Secretary of State. She's the person that replaced the guy who got fired. The guy who got fired because he wrote a memo, which I'm going to read to you. A memo about how unsecure Oregon's elections are. So you know what the big lie is? The big lie is that our election system has never been more secure. We'll get into that. Uh, plus a couple of other things. Speaking of elections, the, the Federalist has a story about how bombshell texts show that the Milwaukee, Wisconsin mayor colluding with Democrats to rig the 2022 election. Not the 2020 election, the 2022 upcoming election, which hasn't happened yet, right? Except they've started early voting. Folks, these folks, these people are not giving up and they're not giving up in Oregon. There are, the Gateway Pundit has a great story, we'll get to this, seven steps you can take to save our elections from fraud. This is the 2022 midterm action list. There are ways you can stop it. Now, a lot of this doesn't apply to Oregon because we've made it legal for the fraud to happen here. There's still things you can do. Now, the Republicans need a war room to handle issues. They need a team of lawyers in Oregon ready to go to federal judges and sue at a moment's notice. 
there's a whole lot of other things that need to be done that do pertain in Oregon that we can do. And we will see if we can get them done. If you have not picked up your no on Measure 114 signs, you need to. And you can go to Oregon Firearms Federation and you can click on their website. Stop 114. And you can request signs and you need to get them. I was um, blessed to have been given the opportunity to um, MC a fundraiser for State Senator Kim Thatcher on Saturday evening, just north of Kaiser at a winery, at Scenic Valley Winery, owned by the Zelensky family, longtime farm family. And it's a beautiful winery. Uh, and you drive right past it on River Road. If you're not looking, you'll miss their sign. Uh, and it, it was a great turnout. Uh, we had Kevin Mannix there. We had State Senator Bill Kennemer from up in Clackamas, but he came down to support uh, Kim. Uh, Tracy Kramer was there. She's running for the House along with Kevin Mannix. Uh, and it, it was um, it was a good evening. It was great food by Jay's Teriyaki on Lancaster. Really was great food. Good music by Joey James that Kim got to meet, he and his group. Um, he's a Navy veteran. Was aboard the aircraft carrier Abraham Lincoln during war. Uh, it, Kim met him knocking on doors. She's working really hard, folks. Anything you can do to help her do that is really important. Friends, but none of this matters if they get to cheat in the elections. None of it matters. This is why you have to be involved. Do you think there will be an October surprise? If so, what would it be? What would it be in Oregon? Do the Democrats even think they need one in Oregon if they can cheat do you think the elections here are secure? The director of elections says they are. But her predecessor points out serious flaws that, to my knowledge, have not been fixed. That would indicate they're not secure. Let's go to the phones. Go to Kathy. Kathy, good morning. Mine is just an observation from when you were talking about the unselect committee. Um, when Trump was elected, everybody was trying to figure out how it happened, and they said that he got too much airtime. Right. Something that I've been noticing is that you can't get five minutes into a news broadcast without them talking about President Trump. And on the Sunday shows, that's all they talk about. So I just thought it was interesting. They're saying that everybody gave him too much airtime. Now they're giving him probably even more. Just an observation. So why do you think that is? I don't know. They just can't let it go. 
I don't know. They just want to make him look as dirty as possible. But they can't. Oh, I, I think that's, yeah. I mean, they, they certainly do. But I think it's because they're, they saw what happened. That his message of making America great again caught on with a lot of people, including a lot of Democrats and a lot of people who hadn't voted in a long time. And they turned out to vote for this man. Yeah. Because he is anti-globalist. And we are having more of the global agenda rammed down our throat at every level, every level, Kathy. They fear this man and what he's able to achieve. Yes. That's why they must destroy him and they fear, in some ways, his protege, Ron DeSantis, which is why they're trying to destroy him also. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate the interesting uh-huh. observation, and you're right, because it's all about Trump, 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 Trump. Very interesting. Uh, it is almost 620. I want to remind you, Rebecca Donaldson is an award-winning real estate broker, and you know what? If you're thinking about buying or selling a home in this interesting time you need to call her she is on top of her game 503-269-0747 and check out her website rebeccasgothouses.com back in a moment Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It is 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power View GMC talk line. Emails to Jeff at 1220. Dot am or Jeff at KSLM dot news. I'm going to ask you to do something very important at seven o'clock when we get off the air today. I want to ask you to pray. Those of you who believe in the power of prayer, I do. I ask you to pray for Christina Malima. Her trial begins at 7 o'clock our time, 10 o'clock in Washington, D.C. She's living in Florida now. You know, she's from Portland. Her and her mother were arrested on January 6, 2020, having never been at the Capitol, were arrested for praying in public after the curfew. They've been fighting this battle for, well, ever since that time. Very expensive legal um, expenses. They finally managed to get the lawyer who had worked for Trump to take on their case. They violated their First and Fourth Amendment rights. Her, they dropped one of the charges against her. Well, actually, they dropped her mother's 
charges altogether, which were violation of curfew and unlawful entry. Unlawful entry into what? Well, the Capitol grounds. Capitol grounds that were not posted anywhere that you couldn't enter them. There's been stories written about this. Anyway, they they have decided they're going to try Christina Maliman on unlawful entry charges. Charges that they've dropped against her mother. She's had to fly and go to Washington, D.C., where she begins a trial in front of a judge, not a jury, at 10 o'clock this morning. 7 o'clock when we get off the air. So I'm just going to ask you, please, do you believe in prayer? To pray that the prosecution's arguments as to why should be she should be convicted of knowingly trespassing, unlawful entry, not into the Capitol building. She was never at the Capitol building that day, period. And she has data from her phone to prove it. She got arrested for praying in a place she didn't even know she couldn't be. So just pray that the prosecution's arguments will fall flat and that her defense lawyer's arguments will persuade the judge that she is innocent. And this whole thing has been a colossal waste of time and money of the court. That's what I'm asking you to pray for. Again, as we get off the air, 7 o'clock, her trial will begin today in Washington, D.C. I want to thank, uh, before we go to the phones again, 503-589-1220. Here's what we're talking about. We're asking you, what do you believe will be an October surprise, nationally or here in state? What do you think the October surprise might be? Because clearly... The Democrats need something because they're going to get their little tussies kicked, as they ought to be. And then there are actions that you can take. It's a gateway pundit story for the elections. I want to thank, uh, again, Freedom Heating and Air. They're one of our faithful sponsors. You know, we've got hot days coming. We've had some hot days over the weekend. If your air conditioning system is not working, if your HVAC system is not working, you really need to just bite the bullet and call them. They'll come out and they'll fix it for you right away. 503-580-1456. They have great discounts for seniors and for veterans, even apartment managers for that matter. 503-580-1456. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website. Freedomheatingandair.net. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. The October surprise is already here. Guess what, Democrats? We don't believe anything you're saying. Uh, Oregon, highest gas prices in the nation, Jeff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the, I know. Surprise, surprise, Oregonians. The Democrats lie to you, and we're very aware of it. They're so scared right now, Jeff. Uh, you know, the only thing that is mitigating the polls to be totally Republicans is the people out there that don't know what's going on. 
but most of us do. And surprise, surprise, Democrats, we're going to hand you a defeat you had never seen before. Before. Great day, Jeff. God, God bless. You know, I, uh, Art, thank you. That's a, I, I didn't even think of it that way, and I appreciate you doing it. I mean, that, that is the October surprise, but it's the October surprise. It doesn't help the Democrats. It hurts them. It's called exactly. gas prices in Oregon exploding by a dollar a gallon. Literally a dollar a gallon. Couldn't come at the worst time, could it? Not at all. Art, thank you. What do you think of that, by the way? That maybe the October surprise is working against the Democrats. I think the October surprise on the national level will have to do with war. War, potentially a NATO war. You know, this whole Nord Stream pipeline thing being blown up and looking more and more like it was sabotage, who do you think is responsible for it? Who could have done that? Mm -hmm. Is it a pretext for war? Wag the dog? I don't know. What do you think? What do you think the October was surprising? When we get back, I'll get into the big law, op-ed piece by the director of elections in Oregon and the truth of it. Don't go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buke GMC talk line. If you want to comment on two things. Do you think there will be an October surprise that the Democrats will try to put forward either nationally or and or here in the state of Oregon? Because they see the polls. They know the real mood of the people and it ain't good for them. Do you think there will be an October surprise and what do you think it might be? I think on the national level it might be war. It's always easy to get. I mean, you want to talk about distraction. Go get engaged in a big military operation. Yeah. What would happen at the state level? Now, Art reversed that on me, if you missed it, a few moments ago. He said, yeah, the Democrats have gotten their October surprise. It's called gas prices exploding in Oregon, literally, up a buck a gallon. That's true. But only if Republican candidates are smart enough, <laughs> and at least I think the candidates are, but it's their consultants that you got to worry about. If the consultants are smart enough to actually use that successfully in ads. We're talking about that. What would be the October surprise? And then secondly, I'm going to get into, do you think our elections in Oregon are really secure? There's a op-ed piece by the director of Oregon's elections saying that, yeah, it's absolutely secure. Most secure ever. 
Well, I'm going to read to you the memo, selected portions of it, by former elections director Steve Trout. The memo that got him fired because he pointed out how vulnerable Oregon's system is to hacking. Oh, and it's that same system at the county level and the state level that Oregon's attorney general and the secretary of state argued in court over a week ago in Washington County. Well, we can't let the data log files out there because it might reveal how they can be hacked, these election machines, vote counting machines that aren't supposed to be hackable. They're laptops, folks. In addition to the vote tabulation, they're all hackable. And that's what Ellen Rosenblum said. Oh, they're air-gapped. No, they're not. They can all be hacked. Anyway, she says this is the most secure. The memo that was written that got Steve Trout fired says otherwise. Do you really believe that Oregon's systems are in fact secure? Jim writes me an email. If you want to send me an email, it's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. And I'm going to read it to you in a moment. I want to welcome again um, Power Honda. They are one of our sponsors of this show directly and certainly of uh, this radio station. If you're looking for a great new or used vehicle, go to mypowerhonda.com. Mypowerhonda.com. Jim writes this about Bill Maher. Bill Maher was suggesting that Biden should pick somebody else for vice president and not run with Harris. I tend to agree, but there goes the entertainment value of a good word salad and goth gaff de jour. Quote, Maher went on to complain that the problem for the Democratic Party is that they're so boxed in by identity politics that it'd be impossible for the ticket to not have either a woman, a person of color, or a deaf Eskimo. Ooh. Yikes. That had to hurt. So, um, in this op-ed by Deborah Scroggins, it says the big lie is that the election was stolen in 2020. She starts off by, she's the director of Oregon elections, you know, for our so-called secretary of state. We're seeing a disturbing trend, she writes, this fall with reports of door-to-door voter intimidation in Southern Oregon, calls for interference at ballot drop sites in Washington, and threats of violence targeting our election officials. Who's driving this? What's driving this trend? It's the big law. I'll be loud and clear. There's no widespread election fraud in Oregon or other parts of the country. Full stop. And there's no evidence to back the claims made by proponents of the big lie. that The fallacious claim that former President Donald Trump won the 2020 election. Yet two years later, this false narrative is disrupting our lives. Throughout the state, local election officials are spending countless hours responding to election deniers. We've seen a flood of public records requests and legal threats during critical stages of preparing for November. Wine, wine, wine. 
These are attempts to display, dis- delay, and disrupt our work. And she goes on to blah, 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 blah. And she says, our registration lists are updated on an ongoing basis. And anti-fraud measures verify voter signatures on the ballot return envelopes to protect the integrity of the vote. Yeah, except that out of this trial, we found out that everybody's ballot gets a QR code assigned to it. Oopsies. Now, let me tell you why this is false information. She concludes, by the way, saying false information is a serious threat to our democracy. It's a constitutional republic, Deborah, but you wouldn't know that because your very words indicate you're far from neutral. She writes, we need to, we all need to do our part by using trusted sources and sharing accurate information with our community. Before sharing something you see online, verify that it's accurate. Okay. Why don't we use the words that got her predecessor fired? We'll start there, Deborah. Before I do that, I need to read to you a an email from Terry. Because I'm asking the question, what would be the October surprise that would help the Democrats? Terry says, October surprise will be hundreds of lawsuits against any Republican candidates for treason or something similar for anyone that communicated in any way with the Trump campaign within 30 days previous to January 6th. That would deny them from holding office ever. Yeah, that's possible. Um, Julie writes, wag the dog. The walking cadaver in the White House threatened, at least in his teleprompter, threatened Russia with a form of revenge. At that point, neither he nor the teleprompter knew what it would be. Frankly, I'm not convinced this is an accident or that Putin did it. He is scary, he is evil, he is not stupid. Biden is scary, he is evil. Both he and the teleprompter are stupid. This is the October surprise. Yeah. Uh, It is Oregon Firearms Federation. I got this from a... Uh, state employee who shall not be named is OregonFirearms.org OregonFirearms.org And if you want globalism, try Executive Order 14067. Biden signed it into law in March. No more paper or coin money. We'll be just like China, including social credits. Or rulers don't like us going to church. What we say we get dinged, harder to get around. Read section four. Why the Republicans aren't saying thing, I don't know. Why is this not at the top of the list of interest? Why isn't Jim Jordan saying anything? Thanks for a great job. Well, we're going to have to get into this. I keep threatening to dive into Executive Order 14067 that Biden signed. Is it really what everybody thinks? Is it that bad? Could be. Here is the letter that got, oh, and a state employee, again, thank you for calling your listeners to pray for Christina Mollimon. Her trial begins today. 
This person says, prayer is the most important and powerful thing anyone can do for others, not because prayer in and of itself is powerful, but because the God we pray to is all-knowing and all-powerful and will accomplish his will and purposes. Prayer matters because our Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne of this universe and is actively working to accomplish his will. Yes, when we get off the air in a few minutes, Christina Maliman's trial for illegal entry, unlawful entry, that wasn't even posted, begins in Washington, D.C. at 7 o'clock this morning, our time. Pray that the prosecutor's arguments will fall on deaf ears of a judge. It's, it's only a judge trial. And pray that her lawyers and herself will make powerful arguments that her rights, her constitutional rights were violated, folks. And that the government has no case. They dropped the same charges, by the way, against her mother. Why not her? Hmm, is this a political prosecution? Yeah, well, we know the answer to that. Here's the letter that got Steve Trout. It's a memo. Got him fired. He says there are major technology challenges in elections. Uh, I'll get to it on the other side. I just went a little bit long there. You're not going to believe, folks, they're using a Microsoft system that Microsoft no longer supports at all. Yet the director of Oregon Elections says it's the most secure. Have faith. Trust us. We're from the government. Everything we tell you is the truth. Right? Truth will be back. Come back. 648. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. By the way, Brazil yesterday voted for president of their country. They had 95% of the vote counted in one day. No electronic voting. All paper ballots. The socialist criminal... Lula da Silva, he's a criminal. He spent a bunch of time in prison, folks, for criminal activities. Anyway, he slightly leads Bolsonaro, who is the Trump-like current president of Brazil. They now go to a runoff election on October 30th. Gee, isn't it funny that you know all these countries like France and so forth don't use these vote-counting machines? That's funny, isn't it? By the way, the Gateway Pundit story about the seven things you can do is detailed prior to the 2022 elections. We'll be talking about this and other things Tuesday night. And yes, I will be there. At the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. This is the political coffee clash. Come and join us six o'clock as we stay engaged in getting into election transparency. So here is the memo by Steve Trout that got him fired. He says, and I quote from the memo, some of our election systems are running on Windows Server 2008. He wrote this in 2020. 
End-of-life mainstream support from Microsoft ended on January 13th, 2015, and all support ended on January 14th, 2020. Our public-facing website is single-threaded through one power supply on the Capitol Mall and one internet connection. There is no redundancy or resiliency or plan to provide either. None of this is new. It has been known for years, but not addressed. Says there's also a number of major projects that have been on the table for a long time, but have not been addressed. And he goes through this long list of things. He says there are of, of 56 known bugs or problems, eight have been completed. Eight have failed, leaving 40 not done. Many of these projects have been talked about or worked on for years, but never finished. Most of the projects that have been completed in the past, get this, most of the projects that have been completed in the last couple of years have had to be undone because there were changes made that resulted in breaking other things, elections, division staff has had a lack of confidence in IT services and is frustrated that whenever a project is undertaken, it often makes things worse. In 2018, the agency requested legislature approve $3.2 million of HAVA federal money to fix seven projects. Only one of these seven projects has been completed over two and a half years later. The one thing that was done was two permanent IT security positions were hired. I am unaware, get this, I am unaware of anything these two security positions have done to help elections. They have not provided any reports, even when I requested them from the IT director and chief of staff. I get no reports or engagement from the agency security team. I have to find out about attacks on our systems from national briefings or partners instead of from my own agency. I received my first election security update of the election from the agency at 7.52 p.m. on election night. That's eight minutes before the polls closed. It was based on an alert that sent out identifying malicious IP addresses that should be blocked. He writes, the scary part is other alerts with IP addresses and needed patches and other vulnerabilities have been coming out pretty much daily through October and sometimes multiple alerts during the day with some specific to Oregon. To my knowledge, nothing was done and it does not appear they were even being monitored. And he goes on to describe other problems here. And then he says... This year, the Elections Division received $6 million in HAVA funds, that's federal, and $5.6 million in CARES Act funds from the federal government. That's $11.7 million. But we're not authorized by the legislature to spend a penny. All of the CARES Act funds have to be returned by 1231-20 because they weren't used. Here's the question. I mean, it goes on and he concludes by this. He says, as you know, I can't succeed with the current state of technology and lack of support in the agency. I don't believe anyone will be able to succeed. 
I believe the best path forward is to prioritize these issues identified above and implement them in a nonpartisan manner with full co cooperation of county election officials. Folks, this got him fired because he's told the truth. But yet we saw an op-ed from his successor saying our elections are secure and they're ready to count your votes. So here's the question, I wonder. How much of what he just described in this memo has been fixed? And why is it that if we're using, the state is using in the Secretary of State's office, a system from Microsoft from 2008 that has zero support and patches and IT work isn't being done. Who was in charge all that time? You know who was in charge, the Democrats. Even Republican Dennis Richardson couldn't get it fixed. Why? Because he had to get money and approval from the legislature. That's how it works. And the legislature wouldn't appropriate the money. The Democrats now claim that this is secure. Has anybody asked a question? What about all of the things that were pointed out in this memo? that got this guy fired. Have they been fixed? Has all that money been spent? Authorized by the legislature? I doubt it. This is why you have to be involved, folks. This is what we're going to talk about tomorrow night at the Political Coffee Clatch. Come and join us, Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, 6 o'clock. Come and have dinner. We're going to talk about all the things that you can do at the local level. We can do in Oregon to ensure free, clean, transparent elections. Yeah. We need to do that. Thanks for joining us today, folks. We'll end the broadcast by asking you once again to pray. Begin praying now. Christina Maliman's trial begins in two minutes in Washington, D.C. She is innocent of any charge. But they're making this a political prosecution to send a message. Pray that it falls flat. The judge either quits her or dismisses it altogether. Thank you. Well, now, in a little bit, I'll update you as I know. Clap. Come on.